0: We know that building and running a company is hard work and that its success requires great leadership. Because we believe people can achieve incredible things, we want to shine a light on those people who are improving their organizations. Join us as Core Talent's Laura King invites presidents, CEOs, and executives to share their stories on how they have transformed their business and implemented unique strategies to ensure its success. Welcome to Core Talent Connects. Here's your host, Laura King.
1: Laura King and I am here today with Kelly Knight of EOS Worldwide. Welcome to the show, Kelly. We're so excited to have you. Thank you, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just cut in and, and tell you guys a little bit more about Kelly um, because she probably won't say all this about herself, but I will say it for her. She is the EOS worldwide integrator, and she's been in her role since 2016. She spent the last 20 years prior to EOS uh, within the financial services industry managing and leading very dynamic organizations. Her passion is uniting teams to achieve the extraordinary, better together one day at a time. I have a personal relationship with Kelly. Um, We got to know each other through a search that I helped uh, conduct with EOS Worldwide in finding their marketing leader. And Kelly is one of those people that started off as a client and has turned into a friend. And so I am just so thankful for her and thankful for her time. For those of you who don't know what EOS Worldwide is, you are in for a treat because almost every other guest on the Core Talent Connect podcast has mentioned how EOS has helped their organization. So we're going straight to the source. Kelly, if you wouldn't mind just telling our listeners, what is EOS Worldwide?
2: Awesome. Well, thank you for that really special introduction, Laura. appreciate it very much. So EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System, and it's a simple, practical set of tools and a process that helps entrepreneurs and leadership teams get what they want from their business. That's it, straight and simple. And it stemmed from a book, right? Well, it stems from everything Gina Wickman. So anyone who's been uh, reading One of our five books in the Traction Library, the flagship or initial book, is called Traction. And that is sort of the Bible or the foundation for everything EOS, all of our tools and our system and our process uh, and our model. And that was many years ago. And since then, EOS has grown to be a community of incredible 350 professional and certified EOS implementers all over the globe. Um, A... Basecamp membership platform. It's a training platform to learn more that goes beyond the book Traction, and then um, and then it's our and then it's our books. So that's kind of the trifecta: our books, nope. our community of implementers, and
1: Basecamp. Would you categorize EOS Worldwide? Are you a training company? Are you a leadership company?
2: What are you? We are a training company at its core.
1: Always have been. Always will. And you have had such an impact, especially in the Twin Cities. There are so many companies that run on EOS. I, I am—it's hard to find a small business owner that hasn't heard of EOS. So that this market knows, well, for the most part, knows um, the framework. But for those who don't know the framework, I mean, can you just give a, a simple, like, a snippet of if you're interested in, like, just like what is it?
2: So EOS at its core is a model that has to do with having vision and gaining traction in your organization. So it all stems from being really clear and really precise about what you want from your business so that you can gain the traction to get there. And then it's people, process, data, and issues are the other four components of the six that an organization can focus on to truly gain that traction over time. And then of the model... Then there are tools uh, that help organizations to get clear and really issue solve. So, you know, one example, Laura, would be our issue solving track. It's one of the fundamental best tools that I've learned since becoming the integrator here in 2016. And it really just helps to focus organizations on being clear about the issue, getting to the root of it, truly discussing it, and solving your issues over the permanently. And then we've got an accountability chart and, uh, you know, our GWC, which is all about get it, want it, and have capacity for the seats so that organizations are getting the right people in the right seats every single time. And when it's not right, identifying it quicker, sooner, better and moving forward and getting right people, right seats. So, those are a few examples of some of the tools. But, um, you know, reading the book Traction, uh, going to our website, you'll be able to get a better view of that model and process and how we, as uh, a community
1: of implementers and as an organization, help companies get clear on those things. And we'll put all of those links in our show notes for everyone um want to back up to and how did you come into you know I want to uh, dig in a little bit to the story of Kelly Knight and then we'll get into just talking about what's going on in the world and how EOS is doing it is just to to time stamp when we're doing this this is May 20th 2020 so Kelly how did you even come into this world like is it something that came out of the blue how how did this come on your radar
2: right Great question. I was not uh, someone who was really that aware of U.S. and so it came completely out of the blue. I had been in Vancouver on a trip, came back. I was actually recovering from a shoulder injury, and I was uh, quite literally not not well. You know, I was recovering from it, and I got a call from the recruiter. And I don't typically take uh, calls from recruiters, Laura, ironically. (laughs) I know you hate to hear me say that, but um, I just never was, you know, really, I wasn't really looking for a change necessarily at that moment. But uh, I, I was home, I had time, I picked up the phone and the recruiter just so lovingly and with heart spoke about this organization, EOS, and a seat that became available called The Integrator. Had no idea what that was. Again, didn't know much about EOS, little bits and pieces. And the more I heard about the impact and the power of the organization and the difference that it's making in the world, it just struck my heart chords, too, that I wanted to be part of something that's so mission-driven like that. So from there, we just proceeded through many layers of interviews, and here I am today.
1: And what was it specifically that that recruiter saw in your background that made him think, because I know who it is, (laughs) That you were a fit just from obviously before even talking to you.
2: Right. Because at face value, nothing about my resume looked like a great fit. I came from the financial industry. What in the world would that have to do with a training company? But what there was in common was the fact that I was serving advisors who had clients in the financial industry. And so comparing that to EOS, we have implementers. Who serve their clients. And so the business model of serving and providing and taking care of and creating a platform by which that's possible, that was the similarity between what I was doing in the financial industry. While it, it might have looked
1: a little different, it's very similar to what I'm doing today as the integrator of US. Well, just uh, you know, bring it back to our, you know, current state, you, you can't judge a book by its cover, even you know, thinking looking at, I mean, there's And for my purview right now, we are so lucky to be continuing to work with a lot of businesses that are continuing to grow and that are looking at talent. And rather than judging from a resume or a LinkedIn profile, right, you you have to talk to someone first to see if they're going to be a a fit for your organization. Um, You can't judge a book by its cover.
2: That's right. And I'm grateful that um, in that process, That recruiter saw something special in me that became the game changer for me to get that seat. Because again, I I think any other person looking at it would never have thought that there could be any great connection. So I love what I do every single day. Still so grateful that um, that that I became the integrator of this incredible organization.
1: So okay, let's uh, let's back up to the month of March for us for for just a, a quick moment, and let's talk about what you did because what From what I know is that this was the first year that eOS worldwide was was hosting the big conference, right? And you have so many events going on all over the world. Um, talk to us about how you how you made it through the month of March and April.
2: right? Well, the very first thing that we turned our attention to here at EOS is caring for our eOS worldwide team and our community of implementers. So it's always people first here. Everything else is just an issue, as Gino would say. And so it was really about how do we strengthen and unite our community of implementers and our worldwide team to be able to get through a crisis like COVID-19, which, you know, we haven't seen anything like that in our lifetimes. So it's different than a recession. Uh, It it had so many other implications to it that have health considerations, um, caring for people personally, emotionally, physically, mentally. And so that was mission number one, is to stabilize the organization, to listen and learn and hear what was happening with our community of implementers, what their challenges are, how they were being also challenged with their own clients, what, what end users or clients of EOS are experiencing all over the world. And then to be able to respond by putting in place um, some structure to help and support everyone. So one of those was Lead Now. It was one of our campaigns um, that was all driven around the idea that entrepreneurs and business leaders need help just issue solving. That issue solving track I mentioned earlier where you identify, discuss, and solve issues. So we put in place um, some town halls and idea sessions in local regions like Minneapolis, like you, Laura, and all over the world, to help business owners and also to help our implementer our community. So that was mission number one. And then, of course, it became this: how do we take an organization that is a training company that executes through events that are typically face to face? So our boot camp—that um, is the three-day intensive training where those that are interested in joining our community, becoming an implementer, get together face-to-face in a room around a table and learn about EOS. That wasn't possible even in sizes of 16. But then also our community of implementers, we can't bring 350 people together for a quarterly collaborative exchange when we have COVID going on. And then also the conference, which is 1,200 people, even larger, So it was, gosh, how do we take what has been an in-person experience organization and completely 100% pivot to doing it virtually? And that became kind of the mission critical in 45 days. We turned a conference, this was actually our fourth year, Uh, was going to be held in Indianapolis, our EOS conference. And in 45 days, our team turned it to what ended up being, I think, a world-class virtual event. Just last week, so that's kind of you know what we've been doing since March.
1: Well, congratulations! I've um, you know got to attend the the conference last year, and it was just unbelievable. The 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 people that are there, and the and the speakers, and just um, um, really just phenomenal connections. And and you you know there's sometimes when you go to um, an event or you're around people, and you truly have a community. I I believe that that power of community is something that we've talked about. Um, So I I really want to dig into that. What does that mean to you, Kelly? And how do you see the power of community, um, you know, right now and and continuing on when we don't know what the future is going to bring, how do you lean into community when we can't be always physically together?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question too. So At EOS, we are very blessed and fortunate that our community of implementers and our worldwide team are born out of core values that help us to live helping each other, uniting each other, and being a real community, that power of community you're talking about. So um, be humbly confident help first, grow or die, do the right thing, do what you say. Those are core values that mean something to us. We live them and we breathe them in good times of plenty. And then also in times when it's the middle of crisis. And um, it, it, for me as a leader, as the integrator, it's always been about genuine care and concern. You have to start there. So if you, if you really believe in people first. And uh, you hear me say that a lot, but when you LMA, you lead, manage, and hold accountable a community of implementers and the worldwide team, and you do it lovingly with care and per the core values, it it all comes together. It really does. I mean, we have had the most beautiful um, uniting of our community during this time. And I feel like our implementer community is as strong as it's ever been. And so that's the blessing or the silver lining that's come out of leading during crisis.
1: Yeah, Un- that's, really, that's really special. And I, I, you know, too, have really enjoyed the um, the Lead Now series because it is bringing more people together and, and people who might not even have, they might not even run on EOS. Um, but it's still, you know, giving... Is that serving first, right? How can we serve? How can we serve? Which is um, just something that uh, you know is very evident in all in all of your in all of your people that I've I've interacted with.
2: And Laura, Laura, a little side note to that: we were taking polls as we were doing these public IDS sessions with entrepreneurs again all over the world, and we learned that about fifty percent of all people that joined our IDS sessions. Really, we're very new, very novice to EOS, and it's been really fun to attract people who might not have otherwise known about what we do to be part of it and to bring them into the fold. And so uh, that data has been kind of cool to watch and and see. And, And now those members are connecting with our implementers joining our blogs. We give away a lot of free content. I believe strongly in that. We'll continue to do that forever. Um, so that's anyway, that's when I got kind of a cool thing that we've learned in the last, I'd say six weeks.
1: That is amazing. That, and so again, to, I, I know I'm, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but I want to give our listeners just a sense too of like who you are as a human, Kelly, because through the recruiting process, when we brought in, um, your your new marketing leader, you know you shared so many stories with me, and this is what really stood out um, from my perspective. Is the, some of the stories about and, and I I can I want I want to tell this because it really <laughs> moved me almost to, to tears. Uh, a story that you shared about a gentleman who had started with your organization and you just because this is what you do um it wasn't like a, a very you know thing out of the ordinary but uh it was his birthday right it was he had started with the organization and then two weeks later it was birthday and you send out cards on birthdays and i will let you finish the rest of the story because this is like captures everything about the organization and i want want leaders to hear this if there's ever a doubt that like doing a small act or gesture doesn't go unnoticed. Like let this be your cue that it does. Everything means something. And so Kelly, tell us what happened after that gentleman received <laughs> the birthday card that you sent.
2: Oh, yeah, that's so sweet, Laura. So, yeah, just part of our normal process. I, I, I really enjoy handwriting personal cards, whether it be for birthdays or for the anniversary that someone's joined our organization or for holidays. And it ha- just happened to be two weeks after this um, gentleman had joined EOS. I did my typical thing, wrote the handwritten card, sent it off, never thought another thing about it. But he messaged me with a really heartfelt response that said, I have never ever received a handwritten card anywhere I've ever worked and how that made him feel so special and that it made him believe right out of the gate of joining us that we live our core values, that we really do care about people. And so for me, it's the small things that I uh, value and appreciate. And so I suppose that's why I do it, but it's very, very small thing that I don't think is, you know, I I think it's important because I love it, but it's cool that, um, that he appreciated it and it's just become part of ingrained in who I am in my DNA. And it's, it's
1: fun to do. Is there any other things that you do besides send birthday cards?
2: Oh gosh! I mean, I think it's just it's just learning to celebrate the journey, not even the accomplishments. Always, it's just the journey. So small things, you know. um, Again, it's it's shared dinners or happy hours. Or uh, in these days, it's all virtual. Um, But you know how much traction and joy and again, loving the journey of what we do is so important because life is short, and you have to love who you work with and appreciate what you do.
1: about too, is who, who have been mentors or like on your journey, people that have impacted you? I mean, are are there people that you, that stand out to you or how, how have you become such an amazing leader?
2: Oh, I have been so blessed. I've had so many incredible mentors and navigators that have helped me Learn all the things that I have today. But yeah, Mark Chucci is someone from the financial industry who taught me everything I need to know about um, how you deliver great service and how you take care of people. And then, you know, Gino Wickman is a navigator for me even today. And he's taught me sort of how to be bold and be a little tougher um, and to still keep that part of me that is caring and loving, but to be tough and to take care of, um, you know, business get to the root of issues better and faster. So I have, so I have about six different mentors that have made a big difference to me and also spiritual advisors. I would say that that's been something in the last three years I've really dug into because it's about leading, um, with higher purpose for me. So, um, so that's been something I'd say in the more recent, um, history I've dug into.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. So a kind of f- a fun question um do you, you have a a failure you know that that like really stands out in your career that set you up for later success, like a favorite failure of yours. <laughs>
2: Well, I have like hundreds of them, Laura. Let me think about my favorite failure. You know, when I haven't gotten the right people in a seat, you know, I took a bet on somebody being a great fit at a leadership team level and it just was an epic failure and the impact that that had on the rest of the team. And it taught me that there's no replacement for factoring in, and you'll appreciate this with all the work that you do, Laura, looking at all the things that are important in decision-making. And somebody can look, again, great in resume on paper, but you need to use assessments and use tools and do great interviews and all the things that make for a holistic, great process to get the right person in the seat. And when I haven't done my best work as a leader in vetting these candidates... The impact negatively, materially on the rest of the team. When I've done that, has just hit me hard, and so I've made commitments that um, I'm going to work harder, dig in, and go through all of those necessary steps. Even though it's time-consuming and hard through the recruiting process, that it's well worth doing and doing well.
1: Oh, that is such a good, great message, and and to celebrate failure because we we all um, learn from obviously our our. "Quote unquote failures." I don't even look at them as they're just all learning opportunities. And you're right. You and the rest of the EOS Worldwide team spent such a, the 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 process of going through hiring this marketing leader. It was so intentional and deliberate and slow. And 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 you know, so many times we want to just like we need this person here. We need them here right now. But actually, it's better to just like. Commit to the process, right? Commit to the process. And you'll be much happier the long term outcome.
2: Right. And that's a great success story, Laura, is that partnering with you and Core Talent on that marketing leader search, we were so same page with the approach and the process and how careful we would be and really you know, took the time to step back and factor everything in, even if it meant making tough calls and removing people from the process who are otherwise great candidates. They'd be great somewhere as a marketing leader. They just weren't going to be great here, but you helped us get the one. And so now we're blessed to have Pam Kosanke as our marketing leader, and she's truly amazing. And so that that's, I think I was able to be a better partner to you, Laura, in that process because I had failed with a couple other leadership team members in prior years. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, uh, anyway, that was a great learning and grateful that we had you hand in hand with us
1: on that journey. Well, thank you for that. I was not, I was not fishing for a compliment. Just, just to (laughs) let our listeners know.
2: I know, but I am so grateful for you. I mean, genuinely it's, um, it's unique sometimes to find someone that is going to be as patient as you are and so calm and just a steady force through what is, a hard process sometimes to find that right leader.
1: Oh my goodness! And it, it it takes an emotional toll because, you know, we learn so many great things about our partners through it. But then, you know, we also really learn of some intimate things about our candidates, and they let us in on you know, some really sometimes hard things that are happening in their life, like you know, professional life aside. That factor in, right? Because. When you're making a hire, you're getting the whole person. It's not like, oh, I'm just getting this professional who has it all buttoned up (laughs)
2: because we're
1: humans. And I think now more than ever, we're seeing this play out in, um, you know, the whole, like, bring your whole self to work and understanding that things that are happening that are outside of our control, a.k.a. like everything that's happening with COVID-19 is impacting us and affecting how we show up to work. And I think it's, it's a real, it's a really interesting time for leaders to, um, figure out how do they embrace that? Right. Because I remember early in my career, you know, I was, I was around some, some professionals that were so buttoned up and like always had it together and never talked at all about their personal life. And I looked at that and I'm like, After I had kids, I wanted to talk about my kids with my clients and my kids. I wanted to talk about my life, right? Right. And so have you seen this, Kelly, too, with your staff? I mean, the weaving of, like, there's, sometimes you're not even talking about something (laughs) work-related.
2: Oh, for sure, for sure. And there's nothing, I think there's been this growing trend anyway for vulnerability and authenticity, but then you layer in a worldwide pandemic as an example, and it becomes that much more important to just get to the root of every what's, what's driving everyone, what's really challenging, and to be open and honest about it. There, you know, there's research that shows um that when you can be your real true self and truly be completely open and honest, you're a better, you know, you're a better contributor. And so, um, but it's not just for that reason. It is genuinely caring about people, but when a person can't feel completely comfortable in their own skin within an organization, we're not, we're not capitalizing on the best that that individual has to offer. And so that's something that, um, I think starts with leaders. And so I am constantly showing my failures um, and making it okay because we learn from our failures and are able to move on and to just share kind of what's going on with our families. You know, I was feeling stuck when COVID happened because you're a little out of control. You don't have command of your environment and and your normal life. And you know, we made a shift and kind of picked up our family and went to. Um, quarantine for a few weeks in a different location just to change it up and just create uh, an opening for us to be able to enjoy your time together as a family while still working virtually. And so, um, you know, doing that for the team, I hope allows them to see that they too can do, make alternative choices and do things in a different way um, so that they can have there's no real balance between work and life. I sort of hate that word because it's elusive and not possible to strike some kind of, you know, plates on dowels spinning, but to to strive to get the best that you can out of your own life throughout the journey of being a contributor to an organization. It's just so, so important to, to think about your family and people first, whatever Absolutely. that looks like in any arena of your life.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And that's what I think allowed certain people, you know, beyond, uh, you know, professional relationship to turn into more of a personal relationship because you've allowed that vulnerability, right, to happen. Um, well, how about we talk and then uh, one last question, then we'll go into our lightning round, Kelly. Um, what's, you know, I know no one can predict the future, but what's on tap for EOS Worldwide? Um, for the rest of 2020?
2: Of yeah. So I am so excited about the things that we're working on. I touched on some of it, which is kind of taking our in-person events and making them virtual. We do certainly hope to get back together again and be eyeball to eyeball at events in the future, but making sure that uh, all of our events, virtually or in person, are high quality, world class. And then we're also taking EOS into the future of technology. So digital solutions. And um, we've been, and will always still be, you know, pen and paper. You can do EOS as simple as pen and paper, a legal notepad and, you know, have at it. But also we recognize that taking EOS to the world better and faster will necessitate technology and digital solutions. So that's also something that we're working on. So those that are familiar with EOS, those who are listening who may not be familiar with EOS, I think you'll be seeing some exciting things coming from us um, very soon.
1: Oh, we can't wait. We can't wait. <clears throat> so these are intended to be a little bit quicker answers, um, but just, you know, to, to learn a little bit more about you, Kelly. What is a book that you've read in, let's call it the last three to four years that you recommend most to others?
2: Oh, gosh, I love to read. You know, Radical Candor. Love that one. Yeah, I just think it hits such, I was reading that book and just felt like, oh, it's, I, you read it and think there's some of me right there and it helps you to see it better, faster, become bolder. Um, so yeah, that's the one.
1: And we'll put that in the show notes, Radical Candor. What is your favorite app and why?
2: Oh, my favorite app. Oh, you know, this is going to sound so silly, but just LinkedIn. I just, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. There's such great stuff that's being put on there always. But now with what's happened with um, coronavirus, there's just great, great insights there. So I'd say LinkedIn.
1: It's it's a good way to connect with people, right? At this point, you're like, oh wow, to see people's faces and see what the what content they're putting out. Um, although it is hard to get sucked, you know, you kind of get sucked in sometimes, and you gotta limit your time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, what's a fun fact people would never guess about you?
2: Oh, uh, I this is again silly. I read magazines from the back to front. I mean, who does that? I don't know. I found one person at another event who actually does that, so I don't know what that says about my brain. Um, but I started the back and work my way front.
1: Okay, that is that is a little strange, but we won't <laughs> we will hold it against you. <laughs> and do you have a um, a morning routine?
2: Yeah, so um, I get up and I make coffee and I have quiet time. That's usually where it's my thoughtful and in, uh, introvert time of my day where I just sort of get my head about me um it's also like my prayer and meditation time and then I uh then I move to just getting caught up on communications making sure that I'm taking care of the team and then I move into my day
1: love it love it well Kelly thank you so much for being here today and for your your gift of your time and wisdom we're so appreciative of you
2: oh it's been so fun all time with you Laura Is always fun so thank you
0: Thanks for joining us on Core Talent Connects. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app and share this episode with a friend or colleague.
1: Hi, I'm Laura King from Core Talent. I'd like to invite you to visit CoreTalent.com to learn more about how Core Talent accelerates business growth through people. That's C-O-R-T-A-L-E-N-T.com. And if you're interested in having me speak on a panel or at your next event about the evolution of recruiting, modern workplace culture, retention, or employee engagement, please drop me a note at lking at coretalent.com or ping me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.